You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Theology for the Rest of Us, and I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for listening. And in just a moment, I'm going to be answering a question that came uh, came to me by email from a regular listener. I'm going to be tackling the topic of uh, psychic powers, uh, psychic things, angels, demons, corresponding with angels, and, and all things related. Uh, I'm excited to answer this because I think uh, it's really, really important. There are a lot of people out there that are often sort of seduced. Uh, or kind of uh, enamored by the spiritual realm, uh, but typically are are kind of drawn into that world in a way that I think could be very detrimental and harmful to their own spiritual well-being. So again, uh, excited uh, to be able to dive into this. Hey, before we get to the content for today's episode, quick reminder to everyone about the importance of reviews for the podcast. I know many of you have already left reviews. Big thank you to you. Uh, but I also know there's lots of people that listen to the podcast on a regular basis that have not left the review. I would love, love, love for as many people as possible to head on over and leave a review, a five-star rating, tell the world you love the podcast. Those are a big, big help. Basically, the the more reviews we uh, we have, uh, you know, the higher up the search rankings will appear. Therefore, more people will find us. The, the more good reviews we have, the more people we'll be able to reach. So, if you could do a big, uh, do me a huge, huge favor, help the show out. Head on over, leave a review. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. All right, let's dive into the topic at hand. Uh, the reason why I'm going to dive into talking about angels and demons and psychic powers and corresponding with the spiritual world uh, is because I got an email from a regular listener by the name of Amber uh, asking me to answer this question or to dive into this topic. Let me read her email. Uh, she starts off by saying, Hi, Kenny. First of all, let me say I listen to your podcast every day to and from work, and I love them. Thank you so much for all the hard questions you tackle. I've been searching for a podcast or anyone who could answer all my questions for years. You are seriously an answer to my prayers. Uh, let me stop there for a moment, Amber. Let me just say thank you so much for your encouraging uh, email. That was really a blessing to me. Very encouraging, very inspiring. These sorts of emails really inspire me to keep going with the podcast. So thank you for your kind words and thank you for being a loyal listener. Um, all right, let me continue her email. She says, okay, so on to the question. I don't know if you would do this one since it's about a particular person, but my mom is all about this and I need help figuring out how to talk to her about it. Have you heard of Sylvia Brown? She's an author uh, who has wrote a ton of books about speaking to angels in the afterlife. My mom believes all this stuff, but I'm not sure it's biblical or that anyone can actually talk to angels. So can humans talk to angels? If not, who are they actually talking to and is this wrong? Also, what about the spiritual healers that go around using sage to be sure that uh, only good spirits come in and they actually are able to heal people? Or are they actually able to heal people? How would you explain that? And who are these spirits if there is no such thing as ghosts? Sorry, I know that's a whole lot more than one question, but I wanted to ask uh, a while ahead uh, of time. Thanks again, Kenny. Let me know if there's any info, more, any info you need. I look forward to hearing your answers. Amber, let me tell you, you are exactly the person that I do this podcast for. You are exactly the type of person 
um, that I want to be corresponding with. And so again, thankful you found the podcast and I definitely will be answering this. Uh, I was not super familiar with this woman, Sylvia Brown. So I did a little Google research, came across her uh, her website. She's written a bunch of books. She is uh, supposedly a psychic of some sort. Um, I didn't feel the need to address Sylvia Brown uh, specifically, but more kind of just talk about the psychic industry as a whole and then really kind of answer the question, um, you know, can, can humans talk to angels or spiritual beings? And if not, then who are these people corresponding with? Um, I talked extensively about angels way back in episode 121, and so anyone who is wanting to know about angels and who they are and kind of their role in the story of God, you can go back and listen to episode 121. Um, a few things about angels I think is important uh, to mention is is angels are a real thing, that they're, they're these beings that God created, and God does use angels uh, to do a variety of things and to carry out certain tasks, um, but um, and it is important to know that angels uh, do appear to humans. And so is it plausible that an angel would appear to a human today? Well, I think the answer is yes. I think it's I think it's certainly possible. However, there's a few caveats that I think are important to remember. Um, number one, uh, angels appearing to humans is not a common thing. You know, when we read through the pages of the Old Testament, it seems like, man, it just happens all the time. Like every other day, there's an angel appearing, but that's actually not accurate. Uh, just for example, Genesis chapter three is the first time we see a mention of an angel, uh, a cherubim who is uh, outside of the, uh, the garden of Eden. So that you know, to be guarding the humans from going back in after the fall of man. Um, so the first time angels are mentioned is in Genesis chapter three. Um, the next time angels are mentioned is in Genesis 16. Well, it seems like it's just a few pages in your Bible, but but I think what we don't realize is that if you take Genesis literally, um, the, the, the time frame between Genesis 3 and Genesis 16 is probably more than 2,000 years of human history. And so this idea that, well, you know, on every other page, angels are being mentioned and they're being, or they're appearing to humans, that's not quite accurate because we see that the first and second time that they're being mentioned in the scripture is two millennium apart. Like there's this long period of time. Um, and so I think, I think it's, I think it's important for us to remember that while angels are real and they have appeared to humans throughout the course of human history, um, the, the number of times that they have appeared to humans seems relatively small. Now they, angels do appear to humans multiple times throughout the pages of the old Testament, but overall these are very rare occurrences. I think that's really important to remember. And so when you when you hear about these psychics like a Sylvia Brown or others, what what they would lead you to believe is they're having these correspondence with spiritual beings every day. And that that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to me like it's legitimate angels being sent by God to correspond with you. That doesn't seem to match the narrative we see in scripture. It doesn't seem to match the track record. So I instantly am questioning whether or not uh, there's legitimacy to these people's, these psychics claims. Um, uh, but again, like there, there are times in the old Testament where the angels do appear to humans a, a variety of times. Um, obviously in the, in the new Testament, one of the, the greatest moments, uh, an angel appears to human is when an angel uh, appears to Mary and tells Mary, Hey, you're going to have, you're going to give birth to the Messiah. You are a virgin, but you're going to give birth to a child. And that child's going to uh, be the, uh, you know, it's going to be God incarnate and he's going to rescue humanity. I mean, this is, this is a big moment, right? And an angel is a part of it. Um, also in the book of Hebrews in the new Testament, uh, there's a mentioning of people entertaining angels and the writer of Hebrews basically is alluding to the fact that there are people out there, humans that have corresponded 
with angels, but they didn't realize it. They were they thought they were just talking to other humans, but they were actually talking to humans or excuse me to angels, but they didn't realize it. That's at least the, the kind of the, the the connotation that is there. So there's this sense that humans have entertained or corresponded with angels throughout the course of human history, maybe didn't quite realize it. Um, again, this may be plausible. It's possible but it doesn't seem to happen on a regular basis. So is it possible that angels are appearing to humans today? Yes, I think it's possible, but it's really not likely. Uh, The reality is typically when angels were appearing to people in the Old Testament, they were revealing some truth to the people that they needed to know in that moment, or or the angels were accomplishing some specific task um, on behalf of the people of God. Um, sometimes angels were sent to sort of corroborate the message of God in some way. Um, sometimes they showed up to declare the will of God or or to give people uh, instructions from God. Um, but but the reality is after the cross, once Jesus shows up on planet Earth and and really reveals the full the full and whole counsel of God when he gives the full revelation and when the apostles write the scriptures and they give us the complete bible all of these things are sort of taken care of for for us like there is no more revelation of truth needed there is no more or there's very limited needing for need, need for corroboration uh, in an from angelic beings um, all of God's instructions are declared in the New Testament or in the, in, in the whole Bible. His will is declared in the Bible. Um, the reality is before the fullness of revelation was made true, angels were barely seen. Um, how much less will they be seen now that there's a lot less of a need for them, right? So again, I want to make it clear. I think it's plausible that angels would appear to humans today, but I think it would be rare and I think there are very few instances where it would actually be needed. So I don't I don't think it's likely that it's going to happen um, on a regular basis. The other very important thing to point out is that every single time, and I'm telling you, 100% of the time, in the Bible, when we see an angel appearing to humans, it ends up pointing the people towards God. It points them to the gospel or it points them to worshiping the one true God. Listen, if someone today is claiming to correspond with an angel, but but their correspondence doesn't push them directly to the gospel, doesn't lead them directly to believing in and worshiping Jesus, then let me tell you what they're corresponding with is not an angel. Let me say that again. Angels, when they appear to humans, they do one very clear thing. They push people toward God, right? They declare the will of God or the instructions of God or they, or they lead the people of God or, or serve the people of God in such a manner that those people will worship God in a greater fashion. That's, that's ultimately what angels typically do. So if someone today has a, a correspondence with an angelic being, my expectation would be for that person to then be ushered into a deeper and grander form of worship, right? If someone is claiming that they're seeing angels or talking to angels, but it doesn't push them toward Jesus, let me tell you something. It's not an angel, or at least it's not a good angel, okay? Um, It's really, really important. If someone is corresponding with angelic beings, it should push them towards the gospel in a very clear fashion. So what about these psychics that claim to be talking to spiritual? Who are they talking to? Um, I think there's a few different answers to that. I think number one, potentially they're just crazy. I don't mean to sound insensitive. Forgive me if that is. I just think, I think it's plausible that some of these people are just 
that they're not quite right. There's some physiological issue, or maybe there's a, a physical issue, or there's a psychological issue. They need to see a psychiatrist. Like, there's some very real physiological or chemical imbalance. There's some issue or some problem, or they're emotionally disturbed. Like Someone just is not quite right, and they are hallucinating. Um, and they need to see they need to seek medical help. I think that is plausible in some cases. Um, I don't think that's probably the the norm. I think that's probably just a few people. I think the next plausible scenario is that the people are just flat out liars or they're frauds. I think that's most of them. I don't know about the Sylvia Brown lady, but I can tell you my guess is that most people who claim to be psychics, they're just liars and they're frauds, and they probably should be thrown in jail for fraud. Um, at minimum, they should be. Uh, they should be ignored because they're probably manipulative and unethical. So my guess is that most people who claim to be psychics or sages are just fraudulent and they're just uh, manipulating people and kind of a you know and just sort of um, you know kind of preying on people's uh, vulnerabilities or gullibility. And so that I think for, I think there's a large contingent of them that would just be liars or frauds. Now I do think there's a contingent of people that claim to be psychic or claim to have spiritual powers that are indeed corresponding with spiritual beings and that maybe they even do have some some powers that would seem supernatural maybe like a, a spirit healer or the ability to be psychic or tell the future or to know your thoughts like, i think it's very plausible that there are some that do indeed correspond with the spiritual realm but they're, they're not angels they're talking to um, in Acts chapter 16, we see a story where there's a, a little girl who's a slave girl who is demon-possessed, and therefore she has psychic powers. Eventually, the Apostle Paul casts out the demon, and she loses her psychic power. Eventually, the guys that own the slave girl get pissed off, and they end up having Paul thrown in prison. Uh, but I think the story, this narrative gives us the understanding that if someone truly is psychic, um, and they're not being pushed toward the gospel, then it, it is it is in all likelihood, they are either demon-possessed or they're being influenced or oppressed uh, or governed by some form of demonic or or uh, or satanic power. So there are fallen angels, right? There are demons. There are satanic powers. Um, in Ephesians 6, Paul talks about the principalities in the air. Um, there are spiritual beings that are negative, that are satanic, that are looking to destroy or cause harm. And if there's someone that genuinely is corresponding with the spiritual realm and they truly are psychic or there's some spiritual sage and they seem to really do have the spiritual power to, to do things and, and to heal or whatever, I think if that is true, then it is because they have some sort of demonic oppression or they are demon-possessed or there's some sort of satanic principality at work through that particular person or that particular group of peoples. And I think if you are corresponding with or engaging in that stuff, you are inviting that same satanic principle, principality, that same fallen angel or demon or power to now come into your life. If you start messing with that stuff and you're open to it and you're listening to psychics, whatever spirit is on them or whatever demon has possessed them now potentially could come at you. And when you open the door to that, you're just, you're just inviting things to come on in. I know that sounds crazy. It sounds weird. It sounds you know uber charismatic. Um, it sounds scary to some. Like I'm not trying to be weird. I'm just telling you what I see in scripture. I look at Acts 16. I look at Ephesians 6. I look at a variety of other passages throughout the scripture. And it seems very clear to me that there are very real dark 
principalities and satanic forces, the, the, you know, Satan, the devil, and his goon squad in the spiritual realm that we can't see with our physical eyes, they are at work on planet Earth and they are seeking to kill and destroy and to influence people's lives in a negative way. And if you open the door to that and you invite their, their influence into your life, they will come in and it will have a spiritual detriment on your life. I know that sounds crazy. It sounds harsh. It sounds like just what I don't even, it sounds like whatever to a lot of different people. I'm just telling you, if you mess with that stuff, if you dabble with that stuff, you're opening the door to something that could be spiritually unhealthy or even worse. Again, I want to make it very clear. If someone has a real angel sent by God to appear to them, then that person should be led closer to God, not in the, the opposite direction. The last thing I'll say is this. Um, I think lots of people are fascinated with this spiritual realm um, because it just seems unique and mystical and cool and just mysterious. But let me tell you this. We already have something far greater than demonic forces or excuse me, angelic forces or the spiritual realm. We have, it's been revealed to us through Christ that humans can have friendship with God. And we should not be fascinated by angels or the spiritual realm. We should be fascinated by Jesus Christ. Right? Angels may appear to humans, but it's going to be very rare and it shouldn't be on our radar. We shouldn't be looking to dabble in that. We shouldn't be looking for angels. We should be looking for Jesus, right? Because Christ is greater than any angel. That's what Hebrews tells us. That he is far greater and far supreme over all of the angels. Like much greater than angels is the knowledge that we can have friendship with God in Christ. You know what is much greater than the potential of seeing an angel? The, the knowledge that, that Christ is with us. As he says in Matthew 28, 20, surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is a promise. What an incredible thing that we should be fascinated by, that we should be mesmerized by, that we should be obsessed with Christ and Christ alone. We should be obsessed with the message of the gospel and the power of the gospel in our lives. We should be obsessed with worshiping God and seeing his sanctifying work uh, work in out in us and, and to march toward holiness and, and, and growing in our love for God and our intimacy with Christ. We should be on an adventure with God. We should, we should love him and it should permeate every corner of our life. It should govern every choice. It, sh it should be the most important thing to us. We already have something that's far greater than angels. And why the heck would we be fascinated by angels when we could be fascinated with Jesus? Why, why would we focus on corresponding with angelic beings if we can correspond with the Savior, God incarnate? the one who rescues us, Jesus Christ himself. You see, Jesus, he is the one who made the angels and, and, and their angels were created to serve him and to worship him. We have something much greater than relationship with angels. We have the opportunity to have friendship with God. And that, my friends, ought to, ought to inspire us and fill us with joy and excitement. So to, to Amber, I'll tell you this. I, I'd encourage you to talk to your mother about the potential danger for these sorts of things and remind her that, that we have something much greater than angels, and that is Jesus himself. Um, and and I, I apologize if I got too passionate or too zealous in this episode. I don't, I don't mean to come across harsh. I'm not attacking uh, Amber. I'm not attacking you or your mother. I just I just get excited about Jesus and the truth that, that we can have friendship with God through Christ. 
And that should be way more exciting to us than potentially talking to angels. I, I think if there's anyone out there that is more excited about potentially dabbling with other spiritual beings, they just they just don't know who Jesus is. But I tell you, if you know who Christ is, man, that will be way more important to you than, than trying to correspond with angels. You know, is it plausible that angels appear to humans? Sure. But man, it's rare and it shouldn't be something we really care all that much about. We should care about the one who has appeared to us into human form, who died for our sins and rose from the dead. His name is Jesus. May that be the thing we chase after. Let's not dabble in these other potentially spiritual, harmful things. Let's chase after and be intimate with Christ and Christ alone. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Amber, thank you so much for your email. Thank you for your encouraging words. Thank you for being a loyal listener. This was a great topic to bring to the table. I really appreciate your email. Anyone else out there, if you have a question or a topic you'd like me to address, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, anyone listening to this, if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email with their name and contact info. I'd love to invite them to come on and be a podcast interview guest. If you would like to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. I love the tweet. I'm sort of a tweetaholic. Feel free to connect with me there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. If you're a big fan of podcasting, check out my other podcast, the Student Ministry Podcast. It's designed to be a source of inspiration and a place for great resources for anyone serving or working in student ministry. Check it out at studentministrypodcast.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.